Coming up, today's guest is my friend and the CEO and co-founder at AppRadar. You'll discover how to use Apple search ads for new apps, how to leverage both ASA and ASO to outrank your competition, and finally, what are the average benchmarks for Apple search ads metrics? You're going to discover all that and so much more about Apple search ads. Stay tuned. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Give your users options by adding rewarded surveys into your app monetization mix with Theorem Reach. They are the leading survey monetization company in the digital space. Learn more at theoremreach.com. AppRadar helps you accelerate your mobile growth through their simple ASO platform and they set up optimized Apple search ads to help you scale up your user acquisition. Check them out at appradar.com. What is up App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of appmasters.com. You know, the place you go when you want action-packed content in the app business. And welcome to the amazing App Masters Virtual Summit. And I, yeah, I call it amazing because we got some awesome guests to really break down what's working in the app space. And today I've got a friend of mine, got to meet in person, and he's all the way in Austria right now, safe, well, but I'm super excited to have him on to talk all about Apple search ads. How do you leverage it? How do you use it to even further grow your ASO efforts? So without further ado, here he is. He is Thomas Kriebernig. He is the CEO and co-founder at AppRadar. Go check him out, appradar.com, a great, fantastic ASO tool that I've been using a lot lately, so I'm super excited to have him on. Thomas, welcome to the summit. Thank you very much, Steve. Thanks for having me. Hey, Thomas, let's start with the campaign that completely failed, and that's using Apple Search Basic. Yes, uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's get right into the topic. Yeah. Uh, when talking about uh, Apple Search Ads Basic, or when talking about Apple Search Ads in general, I think uh, the most important thing is uh, that this is a way for you how you can acquire users within the App Store on specific keywords. So this means your ads are being shown on keywords uh, where your actually your app, so to say, appears. And uh, as you, as the person who is running those ads, you have different possibilities of how you can run them. And with Apple Search Ads Basics, as it says, it's the basic version that Apple directly provides. Uh, one of the, the let's say, cr really crazy fails that we have seen uh, when looking at uh, accounts of our clients that were using Apple Search Ads Basic was, it's just, you know, like, you're giving, let's say, your, you know, like your app out of your hands and you just say, okay, I'm going to lean back. Apple, just do your stuff what you think makes sense. But, uh, you know, this can be really hard. And one of the things that we figured out for, for a client for us back then uh, was in the travel uh, space. And he set up uh, uh, keywords uh, on uh, Apple search. It's basically just let it run. And he was ranking for keywords like 3D dinosaur simulator and stuff like this. So, you know, this, and he was in you know, like really in the hospitality place. So if you want to have a good place, a nice place to stay, you can use his app. And you're like, there is you know, like not this complete, the complete mismatch, you know, because when people are searching for a 3D dinosaur simulator, actually they want to play a game or you know, like uh, use an augmented reality app or something like that to explore it. But they're not thinking of, okay, now I'm going to book, you know, like a stay in a really nice hotel, for example. 
And uh, the thing why this occurred, we also did a deeper analysis on this, is just how Apple Search's basics work. Uh, they are scraping the keywords that you're using within your description, and then they are trying to figure out, okay, what might this app be about? And in the backend, we also have to say Apple, you know, is one of the, the most wealthy companies on this planet, which also means in the end, if you say to them, hey, this is my ad spend, this is my marketing budget, uh, please uh, go and spend it, you can be damn sure that the algorithm is exactly doing that. <laughs> one of the things I found too is just no visibility. Like you just don't, don't know what Apple is doing. And I think with the downstream, I mean, obviously, if you have some attribution, you can kind of figure out the downstream. Or actually, do you know that? Like with a, uh, like a attribution tool, will you know from Apple Basic which ones are leading to a subscription or which ones have higher retention? Uh, that's a really good question, I have to say. Uh, since we didn't dig that much deeper into the topic of search, it's basic, uh, hard for me to answer. Okay. But I, what I can say is that uh, those guys that take it more seriously, they really try to keep their like, uh, feet away from Apple search, it's basic, yeah. I should get the guys from Adjust back on, on to talk about this. But let's talk about newer apps. And I think I found that it's sometimes harder to grow ASO with newer apps. So how can Apple search ads really help with the newer apps? Yes, exactly. So especially when you release a new app to the App Store, I mean, in the beginning, uh, there is this myth going on since I think, I think the App Store was founded uh, more than 10 years ago, that they say in the first week you get more uh, visibility within the App Store. And I still think that it is at least to once a little bit to a certain extent uh, still true, uh, like it was 10 years ago, uh, where it was really true. Um, so I think that Having this in mind, that when you release a new app or a new game to the App Store, that Apple is going to give you something, at least a little bit, as a little bit of a press and, hey, welcome that you're here. Uh, you can start thinking of this and also start of leveraging this. Because in the end, what you will do is you will rank better on specific keywords within the first kind of week compared to in the second week, for example. And prior to launching your app or your game, if you already think of those keywords, okay, which ones do I really want to rank for? Which ones do I really want to optimize for? And please do me the favor, don't think now of keywords like dating app or fitness app. Think about more niche keywords with a new app. But when you have those in mind, and then you can really set up a really nice strategy in combination with Apple search ads, when you launch your game, you're running search ads on exactly those keywords, then you have this kind of initial boost that you're getting through the App Store. And this can be a really nice strategy that can pay off, especially yeah, when launching a new game or a new app. You know what I found too is with Apple search ads, if a keyword is not part of your metadata, does it is it harder for you to, for Apple to start ranking for it and show impressions for that particular keyword? Yeah, uh, so really good uh, finding. Uh, we also had the same findings at our end, yes. Uh, so, you know, somehow also the algorithm has to understand, okay, which keywords are kind of relevant. And, you know, if you compare now Apple, for example, with Google, Google has a history, I would say, in the search engine business. So they are doing you know, like a little bit easier in getting better the semantic uh, core and better understanding, okay, what is this app or what is this game really about? Uh, Apple, you really have to, you know, like take a little bit by the hand that they understand it, I would say. Hey, Thomas, do you recommend, like, what kind of keywords should we go after for newer apps? Is it like the, if we have a, a dating app, for example, should we go after dating? Should we go after some of the competitors? How do we find the right keywords to really target during that newer phase? Yeah, I mean, that, that is, uh, I would say, the, the holy grail question, kind of. Uh, so what are the best keywords for my app uh, at the specific time? 
I think especially when launching a new uh, app, I think it is important that you keep an eye on trends so that you truly really try to understand, okay, for example, in dating, maybe there are some kind of micro trends currently happening. Also, you know, like within lockdown, I don't know, maybe lockdown dating could be something uh, where what, you know, like really has this kind of very trendy aspect, which is working right at the moment. So when you launch an app and you can identify those uh, trends like this, you can also be quite sure that the big players probably are not yet fully into a trend like this because they also take normally a little bit longer to adopt uh, to stuff like this. So this could be the spot that you could try to hunt for and really try to identify. But uh, please uh, also be sure that this is not something that you can get done within 10 seconds and you develop, uh, develop your perfect keyword strategy. This is really something where you also have to invest time, where you have to use tools, and where you really have to dig deeper to find exactly uh, this kind of gold nuggets, so to say. I love that idea, actually, because you know there's an app called Self Care, and I'll kind of put that up into the thing. Yeah. But my, I got to, I met. It was like a third degree or second degree, but somebody they shoot. They were at the Apple female camp, and I met like some of my clients went there too, and they were saying like. She just built an app based off this trending hashtag. Now, I don't think it's a, a long-term, it could be a long-term strategy. I don't know. Who knows? But it is a great way because yeah. these are keywords that are popping up. Like, like for now, it's like stay home, right? Like these are certain keywords that people might be searching for. And I just saw an app that I think it was either featured by Apple or like this phone booth somewhere. But it was Their app name was like stay at home booth or whatever it was. Yeah. But that's a great way of finding new keywords that are underutilized right now. Exactly. And I mean, as mentioned, you know, like, especially within the app store, you always have this kind of, you know, like the really big players with really a lot of budget and uh, that you somehow have to compete. And this is the way I think that you have uh, where you can really identify. Yeah. Also chances actually to, to really compete with them, at least at a specific level, so to say. Just out of curiosity, do you have a favorite tool that you like to use for figuring out what the trends are? <laughs> you got it, yes. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> uh, I can really recommend AppRadar for, <laughs> okay. for you researching guys, keywords. You guys, you guys have a great, I know in the, the, the admin panel, there is like suggested keywords and you guys really fill that up. Be like, hey, what other keywords? And there's a lot of long tail keywords in there. Yes, exactly. So uh, I think also uh, one of the things that we're very proud of is I, I think we have the biggest ASO keyword database from all the tools out there uh, because this was something that right from the beginning, this was our USB back then when we started where we said, okay, we're not only going to focus on United States and English, we really want to do this on an international level. And so I think we were the first ones with the most languages supported by an ASO tool. And you know, like this just ramped up and now, as mentioned, I think we have the biggest keyword database and this really helps you identifying keywords. Yeah, that's really cool. Hey, the when you're trying to outrank competitors, when tell me about the tips on what we can do to, for that. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it, 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 I would say it really depends on the competitors, and it also depends on the kind of like category that you're in. Um, I would say uh, when you're lucky enough, uh, your competitors are maybe traditional kind of companies and like bigger companies, bigger corporates where you can also be sure that they, they are not moving so fast like you can, especially when you're starting out, when you're a startup or when you're a scale-up company, because uh, one of the benefits that you have is your agility and that you can you know, like really move fast and break things. And I think that this is one of the, yeah, the, the kind of key points that can really make the difference. 
so that you really be faster in identifying trends, for example, that you are faster in localizing, in internationalization, in going for markets that might be not on the radar yet of your competitors that you have, but where you can be sure that this market will be massive, you know, like really major impact in, I don't know, a couple of months, maybe a couple of years. Uh, thinking of, I don't know, Brazil, for example, as, uh, as market, which is, you know, like getting now a lot of traction, which has been getting a lot of traction in the past. And I think we're still not you know, like kept. So there is still a lot of stuff going on. And I think that this is, can also be, you know, like a really good strategy for your app to really compete against the competitors, against the big ones, especially if you just try to find out, okay, what are they not doing yet? And maybe you can nail this and then you are there when they want to move there. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I think looking at, I just talk, talked to a client yesterday about the emerging markets like India, Brazil, like all these markets that maybe a lot of people aren't paying attention to. I like that, man. Yeah. Hey, the, from a search ads perspective, you know, I always say like, you got to test a lot of screenshots too. What do you recommend on that front? Like what have you guys seen work well from a conversion standpoint there? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I think visuals, you know, like and creatives in general are really one of the most, uh, I would say, interesting and also challenging things at the same time. Because in the end, uh, it's like, you know, like testing an ad somewhere. Uh, in the end, it's really, does this work or not? And I mean, there are reasons, you know, some of our clients, uh, we have seen, for example, how they are testing creatives on Facebook. And we've seen that they're creating, uh, they're testing up to 2,000, maybe even 3,000, you know, like different images against each other's. So, uh, you know, like if you have this in mind and then think of, okay, I'm going to do my first kind of uh, iteration of screenshots and I will nail it. I mean, you know, like there, there is really a lot of, let's say, uh, <laughs> space in the middle, uh, you know, like where the truth probably is. Uh, but uh, in the end, uh, yeah, as mentioned, I think it's really about yeah, testing and figuring out, especially for the target audience that we want to attract, uh, what is working the best. The, the, I know I talked to the marketing head. He was running ASO for Tilting Point, a huge company with games. And he was talking about search ads and saying, it's a great channel. For one, he's really bullish on it. And also like, yeah, like you said, they're always testing. He's like, we're always testing icons. We're always testing screenshots. We're testing everything all the time. And it, it is so valuable. And like I said, I always say like, add some social proof in those screenshots, add certain things that are benefits. So a lot of times people just put like, you know, organize your list. Like nobody cares about organizing lists. We don't want to organize. We want to save time, right? Like yeah. we want to check things off and save time. And so talk yeah. about the benefits rather than features. Yeah, totally. Yes, yeah. And also, I mean, uh, I think a really interesting topic anyways, you know, because also you know, like this kind of... Uh, topic of screenshots and then also having the topic of internationalization then having the topic of apple search ads on top i mean in the end you know, like this is really a lot of stuff that you somehow have to manage that you somehow have to keep an eye on and that you have to really you know, like find workflows um this is also something that you know like really drives us over here at AppRadar because we really want to build a kind of tool that really supports you um for example managing screenshots with AppRadar. Um, super easy feature that we have. You just uh, get the screenshots from your designer. You take this folder or a zip file, it doesn't matter. Move it over to AppRadar onto your app. AppRadar automatically detects, okay, for which languages are those screenshots, which sizes are those screenshots, and distributes them fully automatically. Wow. Um, uh, if you do the same process on App Store Connect, uh, good luck. It will take, I don't know, if you're fast, six hours. If you're slow, maybe 16. I have no idea. 
So it's, you know, uh, this is really where it comes in mind because one of the things is really being fast with this and also, you know, like not wasting your time on stupid things because, you know, like dragging and dropping screenshots is really not bringing you value. Thinking about awesome concept, thinking about your target audience and then really trying to come up with a good concept, this is what brings you value. Yeah? I love that, Thomas. And I think, you know, you and I have known each other for years now and I've seen AppRadar evolve. And what I really admire about you is the fact that you've been switching, like you're constantly iterating. And I can tell like you're listening to the market. This is something that people wanted for ages, but no tool has really built something that makes it that easy. Yeah, and thank you very much for that. <laughs> Look, I appreciate you as a friend, but I'm just saying this that objectively as possible that this is listening to the market. This is figuring out what people really want because people have focused more on the intelligence side of things and all that. Yeah. And you're like, no, we're going to be a great tool that helps you just manage all your ASO because we know you need help with that as well. Exactly. That is driving us as a company. Yeah. yeah I love that, man. You can tell. See? I can tell. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Check. <laughs> All right. What are some of the, the average metrics that people should be looking at? What's a good CPI that we should be trying to target with Apple search ads? And maybe if you have some data on like cost per tap, or I mean like what should the tap to conversions, what should we start aiming for? And then what's the average CPI that we should be aiming for as well? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, these are now super, super hard questions because on the one hand, you know, like it really depends on the category. And also, especially now, uh, within you know, like the lock time uh, uh, period, you know, it's also really hard to answer to find an average value. Uh, to drop some super kind of, yeah, this could fit somewhere everywhere. I would say we're talking about a CPI around 150 to $2. Maybe now, you know, really depending on the, your competitors, it can go lower, it can go really massively lower. So what I would suggest is that you just sit down and set up a campaign and test it out. If you haven't done yet, you don't have to invest in like thousands of dollars for your first campaign to set up just in like a couple of bucks. And then you can already figure out, okay, how much does a new install really cost me when I'm getting it through Apple search ads. And one of the things is what we also have seen when you compare it with other user acquisition channels, you know, like you're hunting for people that have in their mind what they are looking for which is, you know, like always good uh, to give one example. I don't know if you're a fitness app, uh, you know, and you can get users that really want to work out from home, for example, and they go into the app store and look for a workout from home. You know, those users, you can be sure that they will be using your app with a very high percentage compared if you're running, you know, like, I don't know, ads on Facebook where you're showing, I don't know, cool, you know, like models or whatever. And, they can also convert the app install, but you know, those people that have seen an ad maybe five times and then, okay, I'm gonna check it out now. The chance that they are really you know, like using a fitness app on a daily level is just, you know, not given like when somebody is actually looking for it. So as you can see, there are really a lot of factors that are playing into coming into place. So uh, the conclusion is really right at the moment, especially. Give it a try because uh, I think uh, so cheap like now, it will be hard actually to, to get that in the future. Yeah. The, I know other podcast guests have talked about utilizing Facebook to drive that seven-day retention rate. I think it, it was Peak that said, look, we know we have seven days. A lot of people have said seven days is a magical number for them. Once a person downloads, they do a lot of like retargeting and making sure that they go back into the app because you have that seven-day window. Have you seen any 
of your customers use search ads to maybe, I know in there you can say like, you know, people who have installed the app and kind of leverage search ads to try to bring people back into the app at all? Um, yeah, I think it's a really interesting thought. And also, I mean, I have to say the seven days retention, yes, uh, totally. Also for gaming, 30 days retention is also a big value uh, there. Um, um, yeah, so generally speaking, I think it's really important to keep this in mind. I'm just not 100% sure, you know, if search ad is, is really, you know, like the perfect channel for this to drive up the retention because, uh, you know, normally when you're coming back to this kind of fitness example, you know, normally when I have this thought that, okay, I want to do a home workout, then I go into the app store, then I download the app and then, I don't know, my girlfriend comes into the room, for example, and then I forgot that I downloaded the app. You know, it, hard that I can see myself, you know, like in two days time again that I'm going into the app store and download uh, the homework uh, workout from home app. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, if two days after that, I would go into Facebook, for example, and then I see a retargeting app and that says something like, hey, you wanted to start your first session, but you didn't do, now let's get it done. You know, like then I think, you know, like really pushing this kind of seven day retention, I think would be probably in most cases, uh, I'm sure there are also other cases, but especially in this case, I think the more logical one. Yeah, I agree. Hey, the I know a lot of the indies and the startups, they believe in ASO. They're like, oh, I need to find affordable ways to drive downloads. But some of the bigger companies, they, they kind of ignore it. They're like, okay, well, I've got a Facebook ad campaign that's working. What, what do you say to those big companies that are saying like, Thomas, ASO is not that important? Yeah, I mean, what I have somehow figured out is, uh, I mean, also depends, uh, you know, like on the region. We have uh, customers on every continent of this planet uh, without Antarctic, uh, so, okay. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, um, so in the end, uh, what we also figured out when talking with, with bigger brands and bigger companies, uh, one of the things that we see is that those companies actually want to do it and they, they somehow see also the importance for the topic. But most of them simply can't because they're, you know, like they don't have the right person in-house that can do it. They don't have the experience or they're making like bad experiences in the past. And now they're a little bit, you know, like burnt in this topic. So it's, it's not that they don't want to do it, but it's a little bit more like they can't do it, I would say. I see. And I, sometimes they're like, you know, it's not, I hear that sometimes people say that it's not important. And I'm like, look, you're already leveraging it. Maybe you're doing some things. And it was, I was talking to a big meditation app and he was a director of marketing there. And I was like, how come you guys never do it? And he's just like, well, we have a channel that works. We have certain keywords and that's about it. But I just feel like there's a missed opportunity. Like, why not? Right? Like, why yeah. not? Because what's totally. it going to hurt? You just need the basics and it's, it's done. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. And I mean, especially, you know, like when you think of how absorb optimization actually works, you know, like in, in both kind of directions of so one, more visibility, better keyword rankings, on the other hand, better conversion rates. And all of this is somehow multiplied by the amount of downloads that you're getting anyways. So one of the things, you know, like that's, that's also, you know, like for, for us often the, the kind of what uh, question, you know, like when we talk with, with people and they say, okay, we're spending, you know, like not only a couple of bucks, but really a lot of big budgets into different kind of user acquisition channels, maybe even TV ads and whatever. Yeah. And uh, then we say to them, okay, perfect, uh, sounds good, why not? I mean, if you have the budgets, go and spend it. But uh, do you know that the App Store is this kind of breaking point in your complete user acquisition journey? So no matter where you're at is, the people will land on your App Store page. And if this one is not you know, like optimized or just you know, like doesn't look good, 
then all the traffic that you bought will simply you know like burn away and uh, there is a lot of money gone and this is also often where oh okay makes sense you know like this kind of uh, where you know for, for guys like us you know like we've been doing this since quite some time i would say and i think this is very logical but there are a lot of people out there that are not really understanding this concept yet yeah and that's why i wanted to make sure that i I kind of pitched it as a way of saying like the big guys who have a paid acquisition channel, you know, spending millions of dollars on Facebook, understand the power of ASO too, because I think the startups understand the power of ASO, whereas I think the bigger guys tend to ignore it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. Hey, if you don't mind without sharing any secret sauce on this, but can you go into how AppRadar pulls in the data? Because as I told you before we hit record, like I've been sort of analyzing the different tools out there and I'm like, whoa, you guys are really accurate. And so like, what are you guys doing, especially on Google play? Cause I find that Apple search ads, like with search ads and stuff, Apple data is usually pretty much the same across all the tools, but Google is the funny one. So how are you guys pulling the data on the Google side? Yeah. I mean, I have to say I'm, you know, like really secret sauce now. <laughs> um, so, but I can tell you pulling data from Google and no matter from which kind of API you are getting this data in the end of the day, it's uh, really, you know, like a little bit of a frustrating process. Uh, that you somehow have to tackle it. And I have to say that, uh, especially for, for getting or acquiring data from Google, um, you know, I would say we, we have a really stable system and a really scalable system in the back that is enabling us getting this data. But uh, I can also tell you it took us, I don't know, three years to get there, to yeah. have it at this level where we are now. Uh, but now we're happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I've, I found that, okay, it, this is your Google data is very accurate now because I've seen certain things from different tools and I'm like, Oh, this doesn't seem right. Like one of the tools I was like, this has high traffic, but we're number two for it. And I didn't see any increases in downloads. Your yeah. search data for Google play must be hard. And so that's, that's sort of how I've been analyzing it without like, because it's so hard to figure out if this is yet true or not. I've been analyzing yeah. just by like, okay, how well are we ranking for this keyword? And do we see an increase in downloads based on the search volume that you're sort of showing, showing us? Yeah. I, I mean, I have to say this also comes a little bit the differentiation in the background, how the stores actually really work. Uh, so how, how does the search algorithm really work? One of the things that we figured out is that within the uh, Apple App Store, you can really matching some kind of, you have this kind of top ranking in the back of your head. So there are some kind of factors, uh, putting the keyword in your title, the subtitle, and things like that, that make you rank better. If you have uh, the most downloads and uh, have a good fit for this keyword, then you're probably a number one for it. And there's this really, where this kind of thing goes down, it really takes different points into consideration. So it's somehow, you know, logical of, you know, like just different uh, yeah, algorithms in the background and check this out. On the other hand, on the Google Play Store, uh, when it comes to keyword rankings that are higher than, let's say, position number 50, maybe position number 80, it's getting quite weird. So there is not really that much of a system anymore. It's just you know, like uh, getting stumbled. So in other words, what Google tries to do or what we think they try to do is to really optimize the kind of first research that are coming in and that they nail this. But what is happening after that is just you know, like just do the stuff. So in other words, their algorithms are really focused on the kind of top keyword rankings and uh, the rest is uh, a little bit weird. And I think that this is also the reason why a lot of tools out there are having a hard time. Got it. Hey, I'm going to ask you some ASO questions that I'm personally curious about and I don't know what the answers are. So <laughs> you ready for this? Yeah, let's go. All right. <laughs> the iOS side, the 
the description, the app description, have you guys seen any indications that it might be indexed on Apple? Uh, I mean, there, there is this rumor for uh, search ads, uh, which is probably also true, uh, especially when thinking of Apple search ads basic, uh, where do they get the keywords from, from the description. So there, there is this kind of link, but only having a keyword within the description and then ranking for it organically on, Google, on Apple, not really, I think. How about the promo text? Any clever ways that we can utilize that? I've heard from others, like if you put like really like high converting, like social proof or like really benefit oriented into the promo text because it's the first thing that's shown, that helps yeah. out. Like what have you seen from there? Yeah, uh, so I think that uh, on the one hand this, yes. Uh, so really testing out coming up with really good call to actions, convincing call to actions, so to say. And on the other hand, uh, one of the things that we also have some kind of, let's say base layer is, it is a field that is being provided to you by the app store. And I think if you just you know, like also use it and really put content there, it can also give a good signal back to the app store in terms of, hey, I'm really trying to make my app store listing as, as perfect and as complete as possible. So there could be hard to prove, I have to say, but there could you know, like be this kind of also additional sugar on top. And it's the, the cool thing about the promo text is you can change it anytime you want. Like you don't need to build the, okay, last one, localization. I know a lot of people talk about it and it's sometimes it's recommended. I've seen mixed results from it for the person that might be on a budget right now and wants to localize. What kind of recommendations do you have for them? Yeah. So, I mean, generally speaking, I have to say uh, for me, like I, I'm not from, uh, from uh, English uh, or I'm not the native English speaker. I'm from Austria, so over here we're speaking German. And so therefore I can already, you know, like say that there is a difference in you know, like languages. So there are keywords that are, that are, we also understand and we are probably also using within the German language and also when entering the app store and searching for you know, like key, uh, for apps or for games. And we're also using English words, but we're also using a lot of German words because they, they come, you know, like very natural to us because it's our a normal language. And so this means, uh, if you're not localizing for, for other countries, you're just somehow missing out of this opportunity, especially on the Apple App Store. For the Google Play Store, there is automatic translation in the background happening. So it's 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 not that much you know, like a problem, kind of. But still, if you do it on your own, you can see better results. But there is at least a little bit happening. On the Apple App Store, you're, you're alone. You know, The App Store doesn't know, okay, that, uh, for example, Running means laufen in German. The app store has no idea, and so you're not going to rank for laufen in German uh, if you don't use it, for example. And so for people on a budget, I think it is important to keep this in mind. And I think the, 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 the good tip or what should you do is uh, have a look at where your downloads are currently coming from, from which countries, and think of prioritizing this list and then also translating in the first step your app store listing into this language if you haven't done it yet. And maybe in the second step also thinking of localizing your app. But I would highly recommend to see this as the second step of your app because then you can get more users in first Then you can see, okay, is it worth it? Yes or no. And then you can invest or uh, there are even more, so to say. One thing I tried was, we were trying to be on a budget, was look at the top charts of that same category. So let's say I had a weather app and I looked at the top charts of just say Japan and I was like, okay, what are their localizations? <laughs> like, what do they have in their app names? And then I would just put that into Google Translate, like, okay, I'll use those characters and I'll, I'll do that. So that, that's how I did it within App Annie. And I was just like, okay, what, is, what are their characters? Look at the top charts in that category and figure yeah. out how to yeah. put those keywords in there. 
Yeah, awesome works for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, man, congratulations on everything. I love seeing you evolve and I've loved being a friend of yours and staying in touch all these years. Is there anything I miss that you want to make sure we cover? I think uh, we, we covered the most important steps. Uh, so I think uh, to somehow sum it up, uh, app store optimization has, and also running ads has become you know, like more of a challenge nowadays because simply more people are doing it. So you have to put more time into it, uh, putting more time into it. Do this efficiently. And uh, as mentioned, this is one of the drivers that we're having over here at AppRadar. We really want to build products that save you times and bring you to the results. So, and uh, I think as you already mentioned, we're also very open for feedback for, for customers. We really want to build a product for the market. It's not what we have in our heads and we think we are the most smartest people on this planet. No, totally not. Uh, we really want to build something for you guys out there. So Steve, also thank you very much for this, for your feedback that we're getting because this also helps us. And within AppRadar, you can manage all the search ads too. So it's not like you have to go into searchads.com, blah, 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 and then do searchads.apple.com and then do that. But you can do all of this within AppRadar as well, right? It's a beta feature at the moment. That's okay. <laughs> all right. It's coming soon. Keep asking for it, guys. Thomas will get rolling, get this team on it. Well, thank you so much. Go check it out. It is AppRadar.com. Thomas, if the audience wants to follow up with you personally, do you want to send them anywhere else? Um, uh, yeah, if you want to get in contact with me, either follow me on, li uh, on LinkedIn or shoot me a message on LinkedIn or on Twitter. I think those are the channels where I'm the most active. So you will find me there. Awesome. All that is linked up right underneath that video as well. Thomas, thank you so much for coming on and doing this, man. Thank you very much, Steve, for having me. Thank you guys for watching. I'll see you on the next interview. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.